The Athletic. Totally Football Show European Edition today with all your favourites. PSG don't manage Artois, Bordeaux look back in Angers and a family affair in the French Cup final with a Nantes and their niece. Plus, Frankfurt is on a roll and other stuff from Spain and Italy we don't have puns for. It's the latest Totally Football Show in association with Paddy Power. Hello, listener. Many thanks for joining us today. This is the week that starts with the 9th of May. And in totally terms, it's a fat Euro show featuring Alvaro Romeo, Julian Laurence and James Horncastle. All right, boys. Hello, Hi, everyone. Woof. Bomb deer. That's right. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> That's Catalan. <laughs> uh, amongst other things. Unbelievable. Amongst yeah. other things. So many languages you can speak. It's amazing. Absolutely. Hey, back, since our last back. show... Since our last show, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Cast your mind back to the midweek round, that real Man City. James, you went off to Villarreal in the Liverpool game. Crazy. Yeah, got very wet. It was mm. great spectacle, though. Wonderful place to go watch football, Alvaro. It's like a kind of mini Boca Juniors. If, like, Boca Juniors were a kind of a smaller club. Right. Um, it was Have you been to Boca Juniors? Uh, of course. Uh, many, many times. Uh, <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I'm going next week. <laughs> um, meantime, Alvaro, uh, any exciting reaction to the Real Man City uh, result and uh, their prospects against Liverpool in the big final? Well, uh, many exciting reactions about that because, you know, Real Madrid didn't shoot on target until the 90th minute when Rodrigo scored the equaliser. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it was Obviously, something that no one could believe. But then, after the game, many say that they believed it because Real Madrid is about that. So, you know, they went from disbelief to huge belief in uh, some sort of religious way about Real Madrid and mm. how on earth they are still doing these remontadas to the point that I heard last week in one radio, so I cannot re- specify which one, that if there is a God, he will probably support Real Madrid or he's a Real Madrid supporter for everything he's giving to the club lately. Hmm. That's a perspective, isn't it? It explains a, a lot take. about the world. Yeah, indeed so. <laughs> Rampant capitalism. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Real Madrid not able, with divine intervention or otherwise, uh, to get the result in the derby this weekend. I noticed, but uh, yeah, maybe their thoughts are elsewhere. We'll 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 move on to that and the other big games around Europe, French Cup final and the like. But of course, we're going to begin with our moments of the weekend with Paddy Power. James, you'll go last, so. I noted you said plural moments of the weekend. Well, so yeah, because it's three of all you. of us. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Jules, how about your moment of the weekend? You just mentioned it, James. Is the um, the French Cup final at the Stade de France on Saturday when Nantes beat uh, Nice one 0 Not that the game in itself was great; it was a penalty. But it's the first um, FA Cup for twenty-one years for Nantes. First trophy as well. They. Went through really, really bad moments. There was an amazing tribute to Emiliano Sala, of course, uh, not long after full time before they lifted the cup, uh, who was obviously in everybody's uh, mind from the from the non side of it. And it was a, a wonderful victory for them, considering how far and how bad they were last season when Antoine Camboire took over as a manager. And mm. where he's taken them now is it's an incredible turnaround and they fully deserve that trophy and the Europa League next season. 18th. 
uh, when he uh, took the reins, the man famous, of course, for being sacked, despite being top of the league, wasn't he, at the time? PSG. Indeed, yeah, Christmas, yeah. Uh, winter champions. Brutal, brutal. All right, we'll hear more about that and other French news soon enough. Alvaro. Well, uh, it could be Granada beating 6-2 Mallorca away, which is something that doesn't tend to happen, especially in the lower part of the table of La Liga. But I have to stay with Ansu Fati scoring for Barcelona after a minute. Uh, he came onto the pitch uh, replacing Ferran Torres and he spent like 70 seconds on the pitch before he scored the goal. El balón para Jordi Alba que la cuelga, otra vez encuentra Ansu Fati, otro control, remata esta vez. Sí, gol, 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 Qué control, qué control. This guy is gifted, you know. He came back from the injury last weekend. He scored the goal, one of the important goals for Barcelona to win that game. And then Jordi Alba scored the second one. And yes, that means that Barcelona is uh, mathematically qualified for the next season Champions League. And considering how their finances are, well, this is what they wanted. So Barcelona will play the next season Champions League. Excitingly, they might also get into the Saudi-based Super Cup as well. Mm. Yeah. Right. James. I'm going to keep this very brief. Uh, it's Syria. Just that's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> that's the tweet, more oh or less. God. I mean, I imagine we'll get to the title race, so we can talk about that later. Mm. Uh, moment of the week, Friday night, Genoa against Juventus. All go back to last weekend's moment of the week, which was uh, Domenico Crescito missing a 96-minute penalty. Uh, in the Derby della Lanterna between Genoa and Sampdoria, which seemed to condemn Genoa to relegation for the first time since they came up in, what, 2006-07. And they go behind to Juventus, and in the kind of late stages of that game, uh, they get one goal back from the Icelandic player Alfred Gudmundsson, whose great-grandfather used to play in Serie A. Um, and then Moise Kane goes up the other end of the pitch, has a chance to make it 2-1 for Juventus, he misses a sitter, and and then Di Cilio, who played a part in Genoa's equaliser, gave away a penalty, Crescito steps up almost exactly the same time as he missed the penalty a week ago against Samp, and he scores this penalty, and Genoa is still alive. No one has gone down yet in City A. You could say the race to stay up is as compelling as the title race, James. Mm, you certainly could. All right, on we go then. First up, France. The Totally Football Show European Edition's Moment of the Weekend. Brought to you by Paddy Power. If one leg of your 4 plus fold acre lets you down, get a free bet on all football leagues and all markets. Max free bet £10, minimum odds 1 to 5 per leg. Online exclusive, no shop bets. T's and C's apply. Plus, be gamble aware. Le coup de sifflet à venir de l'arbitre face au supporter Nantais, face au virage nord, la course d'élan. Ludovic Blanc! Encore une fois! Très fort! Comme d'habitude! Et pourtant, Bulka est parti! Et pourtant, Ludovic Blanc frappe au même endroit! All right, Jules. Plenty of exciting things going on in the league, but let's hear more first of all about the Coupe de France final. There in Paris, one or two, uh, one or two moments of tension outside the ground of the uh, the Nice fans and their Parisian counterparts coming to to blows. But by and large, some some lovely moments of two two teams who've been away from trophies for too long, and not as you uh, as you mentioned coming out on top with that narrow one nil win. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think 25 years for Nice it was and 21 for for Nantes. 
to two different clubs as well. Nada Nice is obviously under the ownership of one of the richest men in, in Europe, in Sir Jim Ratcliffe, who I think, despite the good results in the league and they still can clinch a top three finish maybe in Champions League next season, certainly the Europa League is very much on course as well. But winning the cup and a trophy like that was also a validation of the money they invested already, what they're doing with the club, going and get Christophe Galtier, of course, who won the league with, with Lille last season on a lot of money with, with this big project. So there was a lot of pressure on them, maybe a bit less on Nantes, although it's, a, it's one of the biggest clubs in, in French uh, football history, of course. They, they brought almost twice the fans as needs. Both clubs had 20,000 tickets and somehow we had 40,000 non-fans within the Stade de France, which was incredible. It was yellow, Everywhere, pretty much, two-thirds of the pitch. And then Nantes, who so maybe were not the favourite, but played a really perfect game, defended well, and then took the chances, played on the counter. Colomwani, who's a wonderful player, who's going to go to Frankfurt in the summer for free, was really ran the show. And then Ludovic Blas, the captain, best player by far this season at Nantes, scored the penalty to, to win it. I think for Camboire, it means a lot because he obviously went through the club academy when he was a youngster and then made his debut there before going to PhD and other clubs. And for him to come back as a manager, save the club last season and now guiding them to the to the cup final and cup win was was huge. And also for the owner, because we have to mention him, Valdemir Kita and his son Frank, who are very controversial in Nantes. No one likes them. You know, they've got this, uh, amongst other, th other things, like aesthetic surgery company where they can make you really bigger if you want to, James. Uh, and for them, that trophy is also, you know, he means, he means a lot. So it was, it was really good all, of, all, 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 all around. Crikey. Do they have a nickname, Chills? Nah, the Kitas, no, they don't. They don't. They, I think they love the club, but they, I've, I've got a good nickname for you coming later. But not on them. They, they love the club, but they're businessmen and they, they, they the way they've run that club for 10 years now has been, very up and down, more down than up, to be fair. So hence, hence the uh, the fact that no one's like them. Hmm. But to be fair, they, they 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 did well to to be where they are now. All right, let's talk about someone's crying, my lord, Kumbare, a figure of fun <laughs> in French football. But what was that it... joke again? I should be laughing, but what's is the what's the song? You sing it around the campfire. Yeah. Go on. What's the real song? <laughs> It's uh, it's it's pretty much that. It's uh, Kumbara. What is it? Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord, Kumbaya. We'll go. take you out glamping, Jules. You know. <laughs> oh my god! The next time I see him, I promise you, I'll mention that to him. Not that he okay, wouldn't good. understand, but yeah. yeah. So, it, it, what kind of figure? Because a lot of people had a lot of sympathy for him with what happened at PSG. How, what was his? What's his image been like in France, and how does he, this help? He Has it been the, enhanced by being at Nantes? I, um, <laughs> if you want a secret, Antoine Combray doesn't need the extension. Trust me. Uh, more seriously, um, he's a bit of the French Sam Allardyce in the sense that you often call him up when your team is struggling and you need uh, firefighters, as we say in French. You need the pompier de service and that kind of stuff. And sometimes he says. He says some silly things, like when Toulouse called him to try to, to keep them up, which he didn't do. He says stuff like, we asked him about the league and he goes like, I don't know, I haven't watched Ligue 1. I haven't watched Ligue 1 at all, like in the last 18 months or something. So he, I don't think he's helping himself What was himself the silly thing that he said? 
with communication well that you have watched more than him uh, Lydia but um, but things like that you know he, he get confused with words he says the wrong words a bit like you James again so it's um, but but what you have to give him a lot of credit he, he is this incredible man management guy and those players ta- tactically it's not Pep Guardiola and he will never be and I don't think he even wants to be or Pep Genesio or Pep Genesio for example he says you know, talking about silly things he said before tactics is is pointless in football he said that one day so hmm. yeah so it, that's not his game his game is all about making sure that you're going to be giving it your best and your all and all that kind of stuff and that that has worked he's obviously very famous for scoring uh, an incredible goal in the in the PSG Real Madrid game back in 93 in the in the UEFA Cup so his, golden yeah, head was that, was that exactly. what his yeah because he kept scoring with his head against Anderlecht, against Real Madrid in that European campaign that year. So, yeah, no, cult figure for many reasons. And, and he deserves all the credit in the world for that cup win because he's done an amazing job there. He's not going to stay because he hates, he hates the Kitas and he doesn't need, as we said, the enlargement. So he's going to go, but he would have brought the team to, and the club to a much, much, mm. much better place now than when he was when he joined. Okay. He won't accept an extension because he doesn't need an extension, that's what. Exactly. Yes, sir. That's perfectly said. That again, I'm going to tell him, because this is perfectly said. This okay. is going to make the show tomorrow, the live show tomorrow. So, uh, meanwhile in Ligue 1, uh, Lyon did a Lyon, losing 3-2 at second from bottom. Uh, How is Peter Boss still in a job? Exactly. So that's my nickname of the week. Peter BS, I call him now, because he's <laughs> full of <laughs> This Come is crazy. Sure. It's not Peter Bosch. Very right. Producer Charlie can do that. He said, Peter this BS. season is a failure. I can't explain such a difference. You can't win 3-0 at Marseille and deserve no. to do so, but then lose here today. It is a mystery. Yeah, it is. Mm. You're the mystery, Peter BS, because... Uh, this was this was literally you watch the game and you're thinking like what's that team uh, playing in in white who are they this this is not the Lyon players that really should be on the pitch they they won the uh, the French Youth Cup which is always played in the afternoon of the French FA Cup final the French Cup final and it was the first time in 25 years even the Benzema generation and Ben Arfa generation missed lost the final so it was it was a good weekend for for Lyon because they won it on penalties against Caen and they have a really good, another one, generation coming through the academy. And yet the next day, they just ruined the weekend like that by losing to a team that is really poor in Mets, mm. really, really bad. And for me, you can blame, of course, the players they, they, they weren't playing, but Peter BS has just been really rubbish, let's be honest, from start to finish. Okay. Jules, did, did they play the, uh, is it the Coupe Gambadella? Is that, is that the yeah, one? Yeah, that's it. So the Youth Cup, yeah, yeah. Do, do they do they play that in the famous Parisian suburb of Saint Denis? That's part of uh, that's part of Paris or not? That is not Paris, and everybody who says it is are wrong. Well, I've already yeah. said today that they played the. Yeah, but because you're my friend, I don't want to like. Oh, thanks, know, Jules. Thanks. Yeah, you, but you made a mistake. Yeah, it's not Paris. Well, it kind of is it's Paris. A, what? What do you? No, it's not. It's Wembley, it's part of London. <laughs> but Wembley has a London postcode. Saint Denis okay. doesn't have a Paris postcode. I so, see. I mean, it depends then, you know, how far See, do you go? What's Paris, what's London and what's not London? I don't know. Postcoach would be the decider, right? If if a top footballer was born in Saint-Denis, would he be Parisian born and bred? Or would you... 
Okay, so ah. this is the little bit. <laughs> oh, yes. Touche, as they say in France. <laughs> no, because the area, you know, the area is Paris, Ile-de-France. Okay, all right. The, um, the clip of, of Thierry Henry addressing yeah. this hot topic where he says, if you're, if you're in Saint-Denis, you're not in Paris, and trust me, you don't want to be in Saint-Denis. Yeah. That's quite strong. But I think the point he was trying to make, like the mm. same I did on Five Live in the quiz that I should not have lost, was that there's still another two quiz. Yeah, another quiz. And this That's... one I didn't let my, my opponent win, and like, you know, the uh, totally into quiz. But, but it's two different cities still. I don't care what you're okay. saying. All right then. Uh, Jules, elsewhere in Liga, Monaco notched up their eighth victory in a row. They're three behind Marseille yeah. in the race for automatic Champions League qualification with two games to play. And the star mm. was Chouameni. Again, I know we mm. mentioned him a lot. He was scored the two goals. That's not his job. But if he adds that to his game, which is already very, 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 very good, then I don't know where he can stop because he's so good. And wherever he goes... And he even said last week that he could stay just for, for one more season to play Champions League football with Monaco and go to the World Cup and all of that. So that might delay a little bit his departure for a big European club. But wherever he goes, that club would be very, very lucky. He's essentially what, a goal-scoring DM? No, he's not a goal-scorer yet. This is, this was, this is new. Yeah, he's, he's, mm. he scores the odd goals, uh, but, but not like that. Uh, he's, he's more of, a, of an all-around... Uh, midfielder that can do everything you want who is so gifted technically and so physical and so intelligent and and if he has the goals then he would really be unstoppable but whether he goes to Real Madrid or Chelsea or Liverpool or PSG or stays in Monaco or whatever he's going to be great because he's got so much talent Magnificent Down the bottom meantime Bordeaux it's over Almost C'est fini yeah. They can only get the relegation playoff. That's all they can now. And even that, when you see them playing against Angers on Sunday, when they knew it was the last chance, so you expected them to put a fight, they put everything but a fight. So I don't even see them getting that 18th position to play against the, the playoff winner of the second division, if you want. I think they're doomed. They're, they're so bad. It's terrible. To be replaced by Toulouse, no? Who are... Toulouse run by up, yeah. Red Bird, yeah, Kamoli, exactly. analytics boffins, and that's yeah, yeah. Thing, so and Reese Healy, the uh, English striker who's at MK Dons, who has been one of the best players in the second division, and all his goals have helped massively. And Bronco, of course, you know. Bronco. Oh yes, Bronco you love that guy. <laughs> What a guy! <laughs> who is by far the best player in the second division in France to play for Toulouse who is the Kevin De Bruyne let's put him that way because the guy is amazing and as James said when we were together and we mentioned him the name the name is just I mean when you call Bronco to start with as your first name you, you know you, you have to be good and he scores free kicks Vanden Boomen yeah oh, it's just so good he scores free kick he delivers a lot of assists on set pieces and he's a, all around an amazing player too so James we should be excited about Toulouse in Ligue 1 next season <laughs> Will yeah, you be going I mean, to cover I mean, them? I'm curious because, <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of my best First friends day. grew up in Albi, which is not too far away from not Toulouse. Far, so I, yeah. you know, so Albi so, going yeah, along. In that sense, I will go along definitely. Mm, nice, very good. That's probably enough French football news for <laughs> yeah, now. Don't mention PSG. It's, uh, it's PSG. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. don't. Potch is staying. Had, it was 
please no, please. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Don't let him But they Et were on the beach already. Une deux deux avec trois. Avec trois, deux deux avec trois, indeed. And they, the players are on the beach, and they are literally today on the beach because all of right. them have had days off. Neymar is in Barcelona, Kylian Mbappe is in Madrid. Oh, yeah? Having tapas, yeah, with, with his best mate, uh, Ashraf. They've all, they've all, uh, they just could not wait for the game to be over to catch a private jet wherever they wanted. So we saw Amaro Icardi spending days in London with the family. But he's been on the beach for two years, hasn't he? Like completely, completely. I mean, I think he's the beach. So you know, <laughs> the beach. Plage. As in That's like, his nickname. Yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> End of season. End of season coming around, and Jules taking no prisoners. No prisoners. All right. Uh, great stuff, Jules. Thank you for that. And uh, next up for us, Sidia. Place your bets. Welcome to Pep Roulette. Charlotte, feeling confident today, me. And your selection? Just start up front. Blue number 9 and 26. Uh, 17 as well, just behind the front two, like. Excellent. Good luck. Blue number 7. Unlucky, sir. Oh, Sterling, he started last week. Predicting Pep's lineups is hard. But fortunately, we've made our bet builder easy. Simply choose a top pre built bet builder, click add to bet slip, select your stake, and done. Paddy Power. Online exclusive. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Be This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The Athletic is the only place you can read articles by Daniel Taylor, Amy Lawrence, Phil Hay, James Pierce, Ollie Kay, and the very best football writers around. Italy, home of the tightest title race in Europe, top two only two points apart. James, you mentioned Friday and what happened with Genoa and, and uh, Juventus, but meantime, what looked like being a key game as Empoli visited San Siro or went 2-0 up against Inter. And what looked like being a major blow to their title hopes, only the Nerazzurri came roaring back. They did. They had a, a, a record number of shots, certainly for a game in Serie A, maybe for all of Europe's top five leagues this season. 37. Uh, quite remarkable, really. Um, it looked like it was going to be one of those tricky nights that they occasionally have against Empoli. You go back to 2019, final day of the season, when uh, it looked like Empoli were going to cost them a place in the top four. And then Rajanai Ingolan, you know, when he was actually playing for Inter uh, rather than sort of, you know, going out partying. Um, came up with a, a, a worldie uh, to see them into the Champions League. Um, and in this game, go behind very early. Pinamonti on loan from Inter, uh, scoring his 13th goal of the season, not celebrating. Uh, and then one of the top talents in Serie A, Aslani, with a, a wonderful first touch uh, to, to put them 2-0 up. And then, to be honest, Inter... Didn't really deserve to be behind. Kept creating chances. And they just keep looking to Lautaro at the moment. Lautaro got a brace. First goal, wonderful outside of the foot finish. 19 goals for the for the season in the league. I think it's 28 for club and country. Uh, and they came roaring back 4-2. Uh, not ideal preparation for Wednesday's Coppa Italia uh, final against Juventus at the Stadio Olimpico. Um, because uh, that will have taken quite a lot out of them, uh, that comeback. Um, but for 24 hours at least, they were top until, of course, Milan played Verona, which was a uh, 
supposed to be a fateful night against mm. the fatal Verona, Verona who cost them the league championship on the last day of the season in 1973 and on the penultimate day of the season in 1990. Uh, Verona took the lead, uh, but again, just as Inter came roaring back, so did Milan. Uh, and Sandro Tonali has become very much the the face of this run-in for, for, for Milan, scoring that late winner against Lazio, scoring a brace here, uh, even though without Rafael Leao, uh, <laughs> he wouldn't have scored either of those two goals uh, against Verona. So it's very delicately poised, James. Mm, two points between them with two games to go. Milan next weekend will be at home to Atalanta. We'll be showing you that one live in our Golazzo Live. And then the final day sees them away at Sassuolo, who are tricky customers. Inter, with those two points to make up, three in fact, because Milan have the better head-to-head record, are away at Cagliari next weekend. Again, we'll be showing that one live. And then Sampdoria at home on the final day. Cagliari, who are one of those teams that just doesn't want to seem to go down, James. Yeah, I mean flailing desperately. Um, well, you in, predicted in they would uh, give Walter Mazzari the heave-ho last week, and lo and behold, yes. they did. And then in their absolutely must-not-lose clash with Salernitana, they managed to dig out a 99th-minute equaliser to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Salernitana were on course for a fifth win in six games, but they've drawn their last two, conceding stoppage-time equalisers in both the last one, uh, I think, was against Atalanta in Bergamo um, when Pasolic scored. Uh, and this time, Giorgio Altare came on and, and got this, this equaliser for Cagliari, which not only kept them in, I don't know, the, 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 the race for survival, but also kept Venezia mm. uh, in it as well. Venezia were going down until that 99th-minute equaliser for Giorgio Altare. Venezia themselves protagonists in one of the most remarkable games of the season against Bologna. Sinisa Mihailovic released from hospital, back on the bench. Mm. Good to see. And Venezia got into the lead. Bologna came racing back, got themselves in front, and then Venezia managed to win it in the 94th minute. That's uh, extraordinary. With from, yeah, with Dennis Johansson. So, Bologna, uh, who'd, who'd lost the, the, the game prior to Mihailovic going into hospital, then been unbeaten, only dropping points in one match while he was in the clinic and immediately lose as soon as he comes out again. Yeah. But lovely to see him back. <laughs> no, lo- lovely, lovely to see him back. Um, you know, he was, uh, he was saying how it was good to be back in a press conference. You know, he called journalists a necessary evil, but he said he'd miss them. And uh, he obviously been in hospital. He'd, again, appreciate the small things in life, just like being able to go for a walk or spend a few hours with, uh, with his wife obviously watching a football game live, watching your team lose. Um, and uh, and also said, you know, he'd been in hospital so much over the last few years that he he, he, he reckons he can now be a tour guide of the San Dorsola <laughs> Hospital in Bologna once he's, once he's finished. But of course, we hope Sinisa doesn't have to go back in the hospital and he's still presiding over mad games like the Venezia-Bologna one. Mm, indeed so. All right, well, just two points between Salernitana in 17th, just outside the bottom three, and Cagliari and Genoa, the two teams immediately below them. But Samp and Spezia, just above them, can still very much get dragged in. Uh, As we talk now on Monday, the final game of round 36 yet to be played, that's Roma against Fiorentina, a match which is all about Europa League ambitions. 
Uh, Roma currently three points behind Lazio, who have already played, and Fiorentina three points behind Roma. Roma, of course, though, may have another route into that competition because they have, courtesy of last Thursday's win over Leicester, got a place in the Conference League final. James, the game, a 1-0 win. Mourinho very happy with the way they administered that partita. But I, th- I think maybe the most special moment at the end was the special one in tears. Yeah, um, you could see almost the, the kind of pain you know, coursing through his face in, 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 in the final moments of that game when you know, Leicester tried to, to get an equaliser um, that would send it into extra time. Uh, I mean, Jordan Vertu won a, a free kick high up the pitch and Mourinho ran onto the pitch and kind of uh, sort of congratulated him um, and then was sort of really living every single moment. But yeah, in tears, um, you know, he, 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 when he appeared uh, in front of the TV cameras a few moments later, he says, I'm just so tired. I just want to, I just want to go home. You know, I, I think it's, it has been a long season of ups and downs. Um, yeah, I mean, just to get to the Conference League final, that's 14 games. It's not like they've they've been going to play teams in, in France and Spain and they've had to go to play Luhansk. They've had to go to Trabzon. Uh, they've had to go to the Arctic Circle to play Bodo Glimt. I mentioned those highs and lows. Obviously, the 6-1 was, was a real low in which, you know, the aftermath of that was you know, decrying the, the, the shortfalls of the squad, um, you know, how, how you know, certain players weren't weren't good enough, how they were benched and everyone was predicting, okay, this is where it's all going to unravel very quickly. Um, and instead, they're, they're in their first European final since, uh, since 1991. First time that they could win a European trophy since the Fairs Cup in 61. Um, and uh, Josie's saying it was a, it was a, a the, that family won um, and that is true. That's not inauthentic because I think um, the, the the squad is behind Jose. Um, and I, I suppose some of the players that were left out after that 6-1 Bodo Klimt came, they've, they've now been sold or, or loaned out. You think of Borja Mayoral, um, Brian Reynolds, uh, Gonzalo Villar, um, players like that. And he's he's happy with, with the squad he's got. Obviously wants improvements in the summer, but the squad's happy with him. And mm. uh, the club's happy with him, and uh, and you only had to just see the atmosphere at the Olympico on that Thursday night. Seventy thousand there, um, you know, uh, uh, as much as it was kind of raucous when they came back and beat Barcelona um, to reach the Champions League semi final in twenty eighteen. Uh, the scenes were kind of reminiscent of when they last won the Scudetto in two thousand one, in terms of the the kind of you know, waves of, of of flags that you saw in in, in the crowd. So. Um, it's just mad that this Conference League final is being being held in a stadium of 25,000, of which, as we know, at all UEFA events, the home and the wayside both get you know quite small allocation and lots of tickets end up going to corporate and sponsors. And it's almost made these semi-finals feel like finals. And certainly the, 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 the crowd at that um, the semi-final second leg felt like it was there to watch Roma do something historic. If um, if Roma wins this European trophy, will you resign, James Castle, after all that <laughs> criticism that you had towards <laughs> Mourinho, who we know you hate? I do not hate Just, Jose. <laughs> Just answer I, the I question, was, please. Just answer I, the question. I, 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 was, I, was, I was and I, I, I still think some of the criticism stands. Um, yeah, losing 6-1 to Bodo Glimt is, is True. humiliating. True. Um, True. For, for him and for the club. And okay... 
after four games against the same opponent, they won the last one, which was the one that mattered and it saw them through to the semi-final. Um, they have spent a lot of money. Um, they, they made Tammy the most expensive signing of, of the summer. It's worked out. It has worked out. Um, I expected a little bit more from them in the league. You know, they, I, I think particularly this year, when, for example, the Scudetto will be won by a team that will probably get fewer points than Spalletti's club record, uh, Roma, or Sarri's club record, Napoli. There's an opportunity there for teams to get into the top four because Juventus haven't been up to all that. Atalanta have completely fallen off a cliff, respective to... to so as much as people will point to the squad and say, oh, it needed a complete rebuild, it didn't. It was third for two-thirds of the last season. It got into a Europa League semi-final. So top four for me was an objective. Um, so so in that sense, my criticism still stands. But do I consider the season a success? Absolutely do. Because reaching a European final is new ground uh, for, for this club. And regardless of what people think of the Conference League, I think it's been a success as a competition. Um, and all Roma fans want is a trophy. Uh, and that's it. So you're not going to resign, basically? I'm not resigning. You're staying no. with us? Okay, good. That's good. In fact, I'm going to Tirana. So there we go. <laughs> final to wait on the 20... Unbeaten. Unbeaten final. Reese Nelson's unbeaten final. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. You can expect a full preview of that game, courtesy of our Dutch football expert, James Horncastle, ahead of the match <laughs> a couple of weeks' time. Indeed. Next up, let's hear about that Derby Madrileño. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You're listening to The Totally Football Show in association with Paddy Power. And with Paddy Power, if something doesn't go quite to plan, you can get your money back as a free bet if one leg of your bet builder lets you down. And that's good news for Watford fans as they get ready to appoint their fourth manager of the season. Pre-match bet builders only get your stake back as a free bet. Minimum four plus legs. Maximum free bet is £10. Excludes enhanced match odds. Online exclusives and T's and C's apply. Well done, Porto. Sergio Conceição chomping on a fat Porto as uh, his club celebrated their 30th title win. Had a stoppage time winner away at Benfica. Meantime, new ground Spanish champions Real Madrid were in action again. Mid-days after that incredible semi-final second leg comeback against Man City, they took the field against Atletico Madrid. Crikey. There was no traditional guard of honour. And Carlo left out several key players as well. Bit of a snub that to the neighbours. How was the game, Alvaro? Well, there was no guard of honour to start with, but there was Darth Vader on the pitch. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Yeah. um, (laughs) The truth is that before the game, that was quite puzzling because Darth Vader came onto the pitch with uh, the ball of the game in his hands. Uh, 
it's all part of uh, a commercial uh, action by Atlético de Madrid for a series that will premiere in, in Disney very soon uh, called Obi-Wan Kenobi. But yeah, instead of the guard of honor, we had that on the pitch. Basically, Darth Vader coming onto the pitch. And then the game... I think that Atlético de Madrid won it because they had to win it. And Real Madrid, it's not that they didn't care, but of course, you know, they have had a week of many emotions, a roller coaster of emotions, uh, celebrations all around because they won the league first and then they beat Manchester City, which I think that that was probably even more celebrated than, uh, than winning La Liga uh, because, you know, it was at the end of the day something that uh, they didn't expect, uh, beating Manchester City and now they are in the Champions League final and their eyes are there. So, The whole point of Real Madrid right now playing this La Liga games is to get the best uh, possible fitness from Casemiro and uh, to make sure that no player gets an injury, especially Karim Benzema. So yes, Atletico beat them. I think the penalty was a little bit soft on Mateus Cunha, but anyway, after the VAR check, it was called. And Atletico scored that winning goal. Uh, Carrasco was fantastic during the, the game. Uh, he basically gave a torrid time to to Lucas Vázquez, uh, because he, he was on fire, and Lucas Vázquez is not uh, the best defensive asset Real Madrid has right now. And then in the second half, uh, Ancelotti did some changes, he tried to change the game a little bit, but it was very difficult already. Atletico had more chances, they couldn't score, Griezmann had a chance, then Matías Cunha had another one, Carrasco hit the post in the second half, but yeah, it's a one nil victory for Atletico de Madrid, all they wanted, all they needed, the first victory against Real Madrid at Wanda Metropolitano, by the way, which is something in a way, a little bit of a milestone for them. And yeah, from now on, Real Madrid has to move on. Uh, their eyes are set on the 28th of May. And Atletico is almost qualified for the Champions League, which is very important for them because they've got some of the, uh, they pay some of the biggest wages in Spain, uh, starting uh, with having the best paid manager in the world. Mm. The other man in black, of course, involved on uh, in that game. So that's their first uh, derby win in nine games against Real. And as you say, it leaves them looking almost set for Champions League football next time around. Then they're six points clear of Betis, who are down in fifth. Three games still to play, though, in La Liga. Betis, who were beaten at the 93rd minute by Barcelona in uh, one of the other big games this week. Uh, Jordi Alba with a magnificent volley to uh, snatch the victory right at the death. Yeah, beautiful goal by Jordi Alba. Has to be said that uh, the core of veterans um, have been pretty decent this season for Barcelona. Jordi Alba, uh, Busquets, even Piqué when he plays, uh, they, they do better than the likes of uh, Eric Garcia or the likes of... Uh, of the young with all due respect to the Dutchman. The truth is that they are always delivering and uh, Jordi, Jordi Alba uh, this season, he has provided 12 assists, uh, I believe, and he has scored uh, three goals and only two players in the big five leagues, two fullbacks in the big five leagues, have better attacking numbers than Jordi Alba and we know who they are, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson because Liverpool hmm. has probably the or employs the fullbacks in such a manner that they, they have these attacking numbers. But Jordi Alba is somewhere near there as well, at least in terms of numbers, not in terms of intensity. So yeah, Barcelona won it. Uh, again, they didn't do a particularly good game. They got the Champions League qualification, which is the most important thing for them, because then winning the league was never a realistic option. Even if uh, at some point after beating Real Madrid, they look like, okay, maybe they can have a, an incredible run and win every single game from now on. Well, that never happened because they lost to Cadiz and to Rayo at home. That was very disappointing because it happened in the week that they lost against Frankfurt as well. But now they are qualified for the Champions League. 
now they are set to qualify for the Super Cup as well. And let's don't forget, like in every league, the higher you finish on the table, the more money you are getting. So this is very important for Barcelona because they are in a terrible financial crisis. And the fact that Ansu Fati scored the goal is telling us again that this kid is gifted. I mean, the, the other day he didn't play particularly well. I think that he is still very far away from his best possible fitness. He didn't want to have surgery when he picked an injury in Bilbao, against Athletic Club Bilbao in uh, January, because he doesn't want to go to the surgery room again. I mean, after what happened to him last year when they botched it up with his knee. So he went for what we call in Spain a conservative treatment of his um, hamstring. Uh, I don't know if it worked completely because this guy has to get more robust and we will see whether he can play many games in a row. But the truth is that he's always scoring. I mean, he has scored a goal in La Liga every 60 minutes, which is pretty astonishing. And then this season, I mean, every time he's on the pitch, you get the sense that he can threat you somehow. Even if he doesn't play well, he's capable of scoring goals, he's got this instinct, and he's going to be so important for Barcelona. Him and Pedri, I repeat it again, because Fati and Pedri, they haven't played together this season, and they didn't play together last season either, and these are probably the two best Spanish promising players. So I think that, yeah, having Ansu Fati and Pedri next season is going to be very important for Barcelona. And Betis, well, uh, you said that they are a few points away from Atletico, six points, so in reality they are seven points. Because in a hypothetical draw on points, Atletico will prevail because they've got a right. good head-to-head against Betis, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Anything else we should know from La Liga, Alvaro? Yes, very quickly. I think that it's quite interesting. Like in Italy, I think, uh, no teams have been relegated yet. And in La Liga too. And the truth is that uh, from Cádiz down to Alaves, there are five teams that they can still be relegated and all of them they are doing a very good end of the season actually. Alaves they are uh, winning one game every two. Uh, Levante uh, they did an astonishing performance against Real Sociedad beating them 2-1 in the weekend and I think that this is going to be one of the interesting things of La Liga this season. I mean who's going to get relegated and uh, you know everyone is fighting for the points and uh, even Levante who looked doomed back in January they are back on track. Excellent. All right. Plenty to look forward to then in the final three rounds of the season. Uh, for this edition of the Totally Football Show, let's next up catch up with Christoph Biermann with some German football news. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Smart Speaker, and now ad-free on The Athletic, this is The Totally Football Show with James Richardson. Christoph Beerman on the line. Hello, Christoph. Hi, guys. Hello. We had a nice footballing weekend, Christoph. Yeah, indeed, I had. I, um, I, I, I took a trip to the Ruhr area, to the Ruhrgebiet, and I uh, saw um, probably... 
Bielefeld going down on on Friday, um, mm. losing two one at at Bochum. Um, they they have a theoretical chance to stay up, but it's it's quite theoretical now. And uh, a day later, I watched the return of the drama queen of German football, and that is Schalke 04. Ah. Schalke 04 is, is coming back to the Bundesliga next season. Um, the third biggest club in Germany is still loaded with depth, and, uh, but, but they are back. And in style, in dramatic style, uh, they were 2-0 down against uh, St. Pauli, uh, who also had uh, chances to go up, and then in the end were winning 3-2, and it was a full chaos afterwards. Uh, <laughs> so um, the police counted during the match, that uh, 100, I, I wrote it down, 144 flares were lit mm. uh, by the supporters. Uh, that, that's a lot. And uh, yeah, and there was a pitch invasion and the pitch was destroyed. And uh, so, so, so nice chaos, tears, emotions, a lot of beer, blah, blah, blah. Schalke is back in the Bundesliga. Boom, for now. Meantime, heading the opposite direction, Grutefurt. Yeah. And as you say... Armenia Bielefeld, just when I'd learned how to pronounce them, they still have a chance of staying up, but that would involve them getting a win against RB Leipzig. Leipzig, who one of the things I wanted to ask you about, Christoph, what's been the reaction to their Europa League exit at the hands of Rangers? Tenzin gegen Willi Orban, Flanke kommt rein, abgefälscht, auf der Linie gerettet und in der Abschlusstour. Das gibt es doch nicht. Die Rangers machen das 3 zu 1 mitten in die Angriffsbemühungen von RB. As I told you last week, uh, the majority of uh, football uh, supporters over here in Germany were uh, <laughs> actually looking forward to have a final between Rangers and Frankfurt now, and, and not an all-German uh, final. Uh, not not everyone. Um, yeah, and um, the, the, the main reaction was that um, uh, Leipzig was actually overwhelmed by the passion and emotion they were meeting in, in, in Glasgow and were probably not mature enough uh, to, to, to stand this uh, atmosphere that they experienced there. And um, but, but they came, came back with a 4-0-1 against Augsburg, so they are almost surely qualified for the, um, for the Champions League uh, next season. And, and I think they will have learned from... Uh, that trip to Glasgow. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're, that's the one of the top four places still to be decided. Bayern, obviously, through Borussia Dortmund as well in the Champions League. Bayern Leverkusen sorting out their spot for next season there with a 4-2 win at Hoffenheim uh, this weekend with one round to go. Leipzig and Freiburg and also Union Berlin all, all in the mix for that yeah, final spot. Yeah, spectacular performance by um, Union Berlin, winning 4-1 at, at Freiburg. Um, uh, uh, I mean, in the, in the they had a had a great final sprint uh, towards the end of the season. Um, they got uh, 19 points of uh, 21 possible in the last seven uh, seven games, and they again qualified for Europa and as you said it's it's only unclear if they if it will be the Europa League or the the conference league it's the 
fourth best ever season in a row uh, for, for the club. So, um, uh, yeah, celebrations don't stop in, in Berlin, Kulpenick. And, mm. um, and also, you, uh, we will see Cologne uh, in Europe next season. And... Um, and and with Union and and Frankfurt and um, Cologne, I, I think we will have and Freiburg, um, but especially the first three, we will have clubs that um, that will bring a similar attitude to um, international football as Frankfurt. Mm. I think you can expect thousands and thousands of um, away supporters uh, going to the away games um, of their teams no, uh, next season. Magnificent. Freiburg will be taking on RB Leipzig in the Pokal final. Does that get you into the Europa League winning lad? If you don't make it other ways? Uh, yeah, but 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 as both of the teams are already qualified for the Europa League, um, so 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 one of these places is is added. So the right. Thevens is uh, hence Cologne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, mentioning Frankfurt and their extraordinary support uh, this season, they have made it. Uh, to the big game in Seville in the Europa League final, where they will be taking on Rangers. Rangers, whose extraordinary vociferous support spooked RB Leipzig. Frankfurt can can play them at their own game in those regards. What, what do you reckon on the matchup on the pitch, though? Um, uh, but let, let me t- let me tell you a, a funny thing from from uh, Thursday's match uh, uh, b- before I answer your question. I don't know if anybody of you recognized this huge banner that uh, was held up by by Frankfurt supporters after the match. So it, it had the size of like four bed sheets or, or, or something like that put up behind the goal and was saying, congratulations, you've just met the SGE. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you, you know, you, you know the context. Um, yes. So it's it's the, one of these famous uh, hooligan stories. Uh, so um, the uh, originally it was congratulations, you just met the ICF, the intercity firm, so the West Ham. Uh, hooligans and, and that is a pretty uh, famous also in Germany as well because Cass Pennant's hooligans memoirs were all also p- published in Germany and one of them actually had this uh, cover where these kind of business card style things with this uh, saying were on top of it and they exactly copied uh, the layout so it 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 looked like this uh, i found it great but but probably only the elder among us uh, could <laughs> could could see what the jo- <laughs> joke uh, was there but apart from that um I, I think I mean it's it's a final. I mean it's not a, a a small team against a big team. It's it's not 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 a, a two two uh, terrific players against uh, smaller or whatever. It's totally open. Uh, so so um, I, I think it's it's actually pretty difficult to bet on it. Mm. They've come all the way through. I tried Frankfurt without losing a single match. En route to the final. A draw with Borussia Mönchengladbach this weekend, yeah? Or with a fine goal from Gonzalo Pacienza. 
Yeah, and but but nobody cared. I, I, they were even <laughs> they, they even were hanging a, um, a banger up saying, "Heute ist es egal, es zählt nur der Pokal." That means uh, today we don't care. Uh, only the cup counts. So um, mm. so they were actually like I don't know why why they came. I mean probably just to to celebrate again or so. So um, also the last day of the season uh, will will be just some kind of preparation routine and everybody is trying to not get injured and so on. So the, the Bundesliga season for Eintracht Frankfurt is, is like uh, already forgotten, uh, but, but that's, that's true for weeks now. And, mm. um, and, and the, it, it's really, I mean, the excitement around Eintracht Frankfurt, it, it's, 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 it's really, really fantastic. So, so I, they are actually quite popular right now in Germany. Uh, because of that, because everybody is like, hey, it's it's so great what what they what what they took from the Europa League and and so on. So um, they give us a lot of fun. Mm, they've been one of the stories of the season. All right, well, well, we'll get a proper preview, perhaps, of how they match up with Rangers ahead of the game, which is coming up on Wednesday week. Anything else uh, ahead of the final round of the Bundesliga, Christoph? Ah, a drama unfolding. In mm-hmm. Berlin, um, because a, a, a week ago, when when Hertha was playing in Bielefeld, they were one 0 up, uh, two minutes from time, and they had a a sitter for the two 0 and they 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 didn't put it in for I don't know whatever reason, and then they conceded the um, equalizer in in the ninety first minute. Okay. And then they needed just one point from uh, this weekend's match against Mainz, and uh, they lost 2-1. And, and so the situation is, as Stuttgart got a point from uh, Munich, uh, surprisingly, so the situation is, if Hertha is losing um, in Dortmund, and I think there is a fair chance that they are losing there, and uh, Stuttgart is winning at the same time with any result, 1-0 or whatever, um, Stuttgart will avoid relegation and uh, Hertha has to play uh, the relegation match. So mm, and, That'll and, be the and playoff I think game. It, the playoff, ex- exactly. Uh, so we call it relegation match. It's be between the third uh, last from the uh, um, bottom of the Bundesliga and the third from the second division. It's, it's still open who that is. Probably Hamburg or maybe Werder Bremen or or even Darmstadt. So, um, but uh, so so they almost looked like in safety, and now they're in huge danger. So um, the praise for Felix Margat was, was a bit premature, probably. Mm. Crikey. Well, I look forward to hearing all about a dramatic-sounding final day in the Bundesliga next week. Then, Christoph, many thanks for being with us today. That brings us to the end of this Totally Football show. Many thanks as well to Juliana James and Alvaro Producer-Charlie and you, listener. Yeah. Back next week, ahead of the first of the European finals, with a full preview of that and so much more. Hope you have a great time in the meantime. From all of us here, it's goodbye. You've been listening to The Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Listen ad-free on The Athletic app and discover bonus content by following The Athletic UK Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts. 
Find out the very latest subscription offers at theathletic.com slash totally. The Totally Football Show is an athletic media company production and sponsored by Paddy Power. The Athletic.